Good morning, my name is Manton. This is the Timetable Microcast. So it's Monday, I have a few things to get done this week, and one of the things I'm gonna roll out pretty soon today, and I'll have a blog post about this, is just a couple tweaks to the podcast hosting on micro.blog. When we started this, we didn't know exactly how many people would use it, what kind of podcasts you know, would be used for it. The, the goal was always short podcasts to kind of complement short blog posts. But of course, we do allow full-length blog posts as well with titles and multiple paragraphs and photos and everything you expect from a blog. So I wasn't sure how long we'd enforce short podcasts. That's still the, the focus is short podcasts, but over time, I think longer shows would also be fine. The upload limit has been increased, I think, once or twice, and I just increased it again to 35 megabytes. Doesn't sound like a lot, but that is plenty for a high quality show, half an hour or even over an hour, well over an hour, I think 70 minutes or so at slightly lower bit rates. But when you have a podcast, most of the time it's just audio, except maybe a little intro music. And you, you, most people, I certainly can't even really tell the difference at some of these encoding bit rates. So if you want a longer show, that's completely fine on micro.blog hosting. Related to that, I've had two things on my to-do list for podcasts. One is allowing someone to put their email address in the podcast feed. The only reason really to need this is that Google's podcast directory prefers it. And so there should be, I don't know, I don't think it should be default because I don't, I think some people would probably be surprised if their email just showed up in the feed. But if you run into this, it should be easy to toggle that on so that you can add your email address to the feed. So Google's podcast directory is happy. Apple doesn't care. Google does. That's fine. There's also a change I'm making to have your uh, kind of about me text in the podcast feed as the description. Right now, the description, because of kind of a quirk of how the blog themes work, it says like, follow me on micro.blog. It's kind of not super useful or relevant in that spot. So it really should say like, you know, whatever text you have for your about section in micro.blog. It's kind of amusing to me, actually, that the text is wrong there because in a lot of ways, micro.blog is like the opposite of viral. There's not a lot of built-in features that make it easier to share and spread the word about micro.blog. And so that's kind of a example of where we do have a link to your micro.blog profile, but it doesn't actually belong there. So that may not make sense as I'm describing on the podcast, but I think that uh, if you're hosting a podcast on micro.blog, you will notice and appreciate when that's fixed. Speaking of podcasts, I just finished listening to the Super Top podcast from the creators of Castro, where they talk about some updates to Castro and just kind of the general news. But also they talk about Anchor's Medium post, which I blogged about, and they quote um, some of what I said in my blog post about free podcasting and my skepticism of the anchor business model, whatever that ends up being. They did a great job of covering this from both sides and you know, just sharing their thoughts on it. There's one thing that I wanted to highlight toward the end of their discussion and comment on. So I'm going to include a little segment from their show right here. I guess one potential like downside or like where it can all fall apart in the end is like, if the business model doesn't work out, if the VC money dries up, if these thousands or tens of thousands or however many hundreds of thousands of podcasts that are, have been created on Anchor eventually become 
homeless someday because anger goes away. There's potential there that then that like ends up like just having a net negative effect on podcasting because like something that became like a backbone to a lot of things went away because business model wasn't viable. I mean, it's a very different scenario, but like say like when Google Reader closed down, like for example, and then that had a very big effect on on RSS as a whole. Yeah. But I mean, that's getting way further down the road. And I mean, that's me really actually, I think, stretching to try and like find a point there. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually think that is not a stretch. I think that is one of the points when we talk about the concentration of you know, whether you're talking about YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, when you're talking about these massive centralized hosting platforms, one of the issues is that none of these big players allow you to have a domain name for your content, custom domain like manton.org. So when they go away, and some of them are going to go away, maybe not Facebook, <laughs> they're huge, who knows, but some of them are going to go away, and I would put 50-50 odds probably on Anchor lasting. When they go away, they take all of your content with them, and they can't redirect because their site's gone, and you don't have a custom domain, so all the links break, and all the subscriptions in Castro and Overcast don't work anymore, and it's a big problem for the web. Especially when you think about, you know, Anchor has tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of podcasts hosted if those all go away, that is a big problem. So the solution is, of course, they should allow people to have custom domains for their content. That's what we do with micro.blog. When you have a podcast on micro.blog or a blog, you can have your own domain name. So it's like yourdomain.com slash podcast.xml. That's the feed. Yourdomain.com slash whatever audiophile.mp3. It's your content. It might seem like a simple thing that's easy to overlook, but it's the thing. It's really important. So I don't think it's a stretch to imagine five years down the road, Anchor's business model doesn't work out because we've seen many examples of this happening. The IndieWeb actually documents what they call site deaths when some of these silos go away. They have a long list on their wiki, indieweb.org slash site deaths. So kind of independent of whether we think Anchor is kind of a net positive in the end, because it makes podcasting more accessible, which is certainly a great goal and something that I hope we can help with on micro.blog as well. I think it's worth kind of thinking about this. And I don't think it's a stretch to, as part of this conversation about free podcast hosting and centralized services, I don't think it's a stretch to imagine what happens when these sites go away. And I think with micro.blog, you know, obviously I'm biased, but I think we have a very strong story because if micro.blog goes away, of course I'm biased, but I'm not expecting that'll happen. I'm super committed to this platform, but I think we have a really strong story because you can have your own domain name and then you can move it and you can move your content away. And it's just, it's the way the web should work. And I wish more services worked this way, but I really did enjoy that super top episode. They do a great job with their podcast. should go check it out. I'll link it up in the show notes for this episode. Thanks for listening to Timetable. If you want to find past episodes of this, go to timetable.fm. Talk to you later this week.